Monday Night Raw. Podcast in the shadows. It's Blake doing the damn thing. WWE. It's good, y'all. Uh, Monday Night Raw emanated from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania last night. Very, very uh, good show, in my opinion. Of course, like all shows, had its ups and downs, but I'm here to not complain about it and try to go over some of the. Uh, you know, brighter spots of the show. So, we start off the night with uh, Becky Lynch. <laughs> Excuse me. Becky Lynch tagging up with Charlotte, taking on Trish Stratus and Natalia. Women's tag match. It was uh, wild to have, you know, Charlotte and Becky tagging. I thought it was pretty funny, you know, they, they're not really, you know, best of friends anymore, but it was good to have, you know, just good stuff leading into the show, we're going into SummerSlam, uh, streaming the Sunday Live on the WWE Network, so I thought it was cool to have, uh, you know, all of them there, Becky and Natty went at it for a little minute just to show, just give you guys an idea of what this submission match is going to be this Sunday, I'm, I was definitely hyped to see him going at it they both uh you know they they were just showing off for the little for the amount of time they were able to uh Trish Stratus did not get in the ring at all things eventually broke down between Charlotte and Becky Charlotte walked off uh Becky gets put in the sharpshooter now it was a moment where Becky was in the arm bar and then throw back to uh, when Ronda was there. So that was a nice little, you know, add to the match. Nice little element they threw in there. Uh, but, yeah, and disqualification came up when Natty knocked in the sharpshooter after Charlotte leaves and uh, doesn't let go by the referee's uh, count of five. So automatic DQ. Natty is showing a little bit more edge. Who is the heel? Who is the face? Man, I don't care. I just know it was really good stuff from an in-ring perspective. I had a good time watching that matchup. And we, like I said, we didn't really get to see Trish Stratus, uh, you know, get in the ring, which is a nice way just to get everybody. Like, I am excited for both respective matches, excuse me, matches this Sunday at SummerSlam because of how all of the sequences played out. It was good stuff. It was fairly fast-paced for the time they had. And, it, you know, like I said, it did something for all the characters. And they had Trish out there just, you know, being Trish, which was hilarious. Oh, Trish tried to break Natty off of uh, what, uh, Becky. And Natty pushed Trish. So Natty's showing a little bit more edge, too, man. We haven't seen this sort of edge from Natty since that Nikki Bella feud years ago. And I think it's safe to say, even though Nikki Bella might have picked up that victory, I believe. Maybe no, did she? Either way, Natty definitely got the ultimate win there, but we'll leave it at that. Either way, Charlotte and Becky win by DQ. Good opening segment to start the show. Last week, we know Andrade uh, tried to rip the mask off Rey Mysterio in the gauntlet match. Uh, so they end up having a match again. This excellent in-ring work from both of them. Just like I said with Cesaro and Ray warming up to each other, Andrade and Ray, both of them have clearly, you know, shown that they're comfortable working in ring together. I don't want to, you know, say this should keep going because I don't want to spoil this. I don't want it to be stale because the fans definitely, uh, you know, they, they, they get their money's worth with matches like that that were put on. 
Zelina Vega, La Muñeca, uh, outside of, you know, ringside, helping out. That was what caused the victory for Andrade. It was a lot of near falls, good reversals, uh, leading into a lot of just a good just ring psychology. The fatigue looked like it set in on both superstars. And right when Ray hit the 619 clean, uh, I believe Zelina tried to grab Ray's foot or got up on the apron or something like that. When Ray was getting ready to go for the frog splash, this distraction caused Andrade to get the opening, set up the hammerlock DDT, for the, and the pin for the win. So, good stuff to Andrade. I mean, Ray's a legend. You know, he looks no weaker, and that's just from my personal standpoint. I think anybody else uh, might think differently on it, but and not really too worried about too, too many opinions in the WWE universe. But, uh... Yeah, that was, in my opinion, I thought it was a real good match. Meanwhile, uh, at the OBGYN office uh, with uh, Mike Kanellis and the 24-7 pregnant champion, or pregnant, however it works, Maria Kanellis, they're there, she has her appointment, beautiful thing, you know, childbirth, and, uh, all of that, everything that goes into the process, so, you know, very, uh, <laughs> was supposed to be an intimate setting, <laughs> oh, man, I just have such a dry sense of humor when it comes to just this, it's, it's clearly backstage, but come on, it's so funny, it's, 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 it's it was good enough for me, and I don't want to, it, what are you looking for? These guys that actually go to a doctor's office and cause all types of havoc? Come on, calm down. We we know that the attitude error is a thing of yesterday. So head to the WWE Network and, you know, scroll around because the attitude error is real easy to get to now. But uh, Mike Kanellis, Maria Kanellis, head on in the office after the commercial break. Good spots on some of those commercials. Excellent. Excellent. I think it's a step up from... You know, everybody else, let's not say step up because it's bigger than that. I think it's, you can see the growth, you know, the learning. Like, all right, that didn't work, so now let's try it like this. Okay, that's worked, so let's try it like this, and then we add that in also. That's great stuff. I, I, I wasn't mad at how the commercial breaks happen. So after the commercial break, get back to the office, she's in there, and he's in there, and they're talking the old champion, and blah, blah. She's rubbing the championship like a baby. Very cool stuff. And uh, she leans back. And, you know, they're doing the hug thing. And uh, the, the the doctor, the OBGYN, turns out to be NXT lady official. I don't know her name, but she's awesome. I think her name is Jessica or something. I don't know. But uh, I, had to, I heard it on a podcast somewhere once. But either way, um, yeah, she, uh, is, she does the account. On Mike Kanellis' back, and that makes Mike Kanellis the new 24-7 champion. He gets up out of there, heads back to the lobby, and uh, we get a shot of uh, pregnant R-Truth in disguise with uh, Carmella next to him in a hilarious flannel shirt. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, they, uh, oh, Archer's water broke, and he had the baby on live television, whoa, and then 
tossed the, it would turn out to be a doll, obviously. Tossed the doll, and Mike Kanellis catches it, and R Truth rolls him up, picks up the pin for the win. And R Truth is now your 24 7 champion yet again. Now, uh, hey. I think it was something that they needed to do to get the title off of her. It was quite genius, you know, to have the championship on her. But good God, who knows how uh, Maria's going to react to this if uh, she's on television and what she's going to, you know, say to Mike. Hope it's not too harsh, personally. But, uh, yeah, with that, I got a good segment. It wasn't because it's still backstage, but it was still a fun moment. You know, for the, you know, championship segment in and of itself. So, not bad. Uh, the advocate, the executive director. Shh, don't even talk about that. Paul Heyman, Paul Dangerously. Out to the ring with Brock Lesnar. You know, hyping up the matchup. This is, you know, pretty much the hard sell on the matches to go home show. So, not going to say, oh, Paul Heyman cut a standard pro Heyman promo. Because, I mean, this is the thing. Some people want to hear Brock talk and do his thing, but I think the mystique is there. Like, maybe sometimes, and that's whenever Brock feels like doing it, he is the universal champion. But he maybe grabbed the mic, talk some talk real fast, but it's very clear. I believe he was talking crazy to Heath Slater some time ago. It's like, oh, my goodness. Don't put a microphone in this guy's hand because he's just violent, you know? And, hey, <laughs> you know, it's it's good TV, but... It's still PG. Now, with all of that, you know, Paul Heyman come out, do his thing, and uh, t- basically says Seth Rollins, had, had, he had, Seth Rollins has more balls than brains. This brings Seth out. After that hellacious destroying he got last week with the stretcher and the, all that fives on the, the chair standing up and all that. Oh, my goodness. You know, it's, it's the reception to it has been that Seth has been looking like that just made him look bad. I mean, is he going to win Sunday after that? Some people would argue that he should win after that. But we all know that it's been a couple times where it was like, oh, no, he's going to go over Brock. He's going to go over Brock. And that is not what happened. It was a completely different story. Some of them more brutal than others. But, uh, you know, Seth comes out. He's trying to, he's limping out. He got a chair with him. I didn't, I don't think that chair was going to do much to stop the beast. You know, like what? (laughs) You know, like what? But if you come in and you fighting, you know, why not? And that you got heart, you know, like, Balls, brains, and then there's heart. So, my man uh, Seth Rollins got heart. And he, he, he won the championship, got his ass kicked even during the commercial break. And afterward, uh, he got, he, he's in the ring, got a microphone. I believe it was done during the commercial break or something like that. But either way, he um, gets a microphone and uh, questions whether or not it's worth it. Talks to the crowd about it, pretty much. Tells him that's what's been going on in his head. 
and uh, says that it is. It's very clear, you know, looking at how Seth Rollins has been on Twitter that this is all worth it for him, you know. Inside a storyline, it's very clear that, you know, the Universal Championship is something to, you know, strive towards, something you want to work toward. The WWE World Heavyweight Championship or the championship in general, however you want to word it, you want to strive to be in the top spot. You want to show that you are capable of being, you know, the person that everyone sees as the most capable on the roster. And Seth Rollins definitely has that chip on his shoulder. So, hey, uh, I wasn't against him going out there and getting his ass kicked, even though, well, even against his better judgment, you know. I mean, he got the match on Sunday. Maybe you could have waited until, you know, then to come on out, wait a week. But, hey, Seth on TV, why not, you know, uh, some form of sympathy was attempted. I think they were trying to draw some sympathy. I wasn't. I wasn't upset about it. You know, it was. It was alright. You know, it was. It was cool. And Seth say at the point where this is all he got. Hey, there's. Look, man. If you, if you know where the grass is green, you know what I mean. Then don't cross in between. You know. So I ain't mad at it. I, I thought it was okay. And it definitely makes me want to see if Seth Rollins is just going to get his ass kicked on Sunday. Hopefully, that's not the case. Maybe even he goes back to the WrestleMania playbook. But I don't know. I don't know. Either way, good segment. All right. The Viking Raiders beat two more uh, uh, local talent. These guys uh, went in and lost. Viking Raiders won, and the tag team division is, I think these guys are, uh, you know, setting up to be a pillar in the tag team division, so we're going to see, we haven't seen them in the ring for too long, and don't know how their stamina is, I'm assuming it's obviously there at match level if, you know, they're on the main roster now, but it remains to be seen. We'll see how WWE decides to move with these guys moving forward, and uh, you know, see if the see if the crowd takes to them. You know, I don't know if continuing down this road of just you know feeding local talent to these guys is uh, gonna you know position them any better as far as the WWE universe is concerned. But it's not up to me to book the matches. You know what I mean? So. Excuse me, we'll see, but oh no, good stuff, you know, good beat up. We see what these guys are capable of, you know, like, yeah, it's good. So I think eventually uh, they'll find some form of storyline in the tag team division. Who knows? Uh, I don't know. We'll just continue to see how the tag team division continues to shape up. Had a match. uh, set up between Drew McIntyre and Cedric Alexander with Kurt Angle as the special guest referee. Being to the fact that they were in Pittsburgh, PA, the man's hometown. And, uh, yeah, they, I think they, Kurt backstage coming out for the match and he's greeted with Street Profits. They got a little cooler with him. Uh, Dawkins did a cool little beatbox of, uh, Kurt Angle's theme song. Very dope. I, you know, respect the musicianship. That's awesome that he was able to do that. Maybe I would say it should be a thing, but you know, like th- these guys are just showing all of, uh, you know, th- like they seem to be 
uh, turned up or amplified to a certain level when it comes to, uh, you know, how they're portrayed on Raw as compared to how they come across on NXT, and it kind of shows. But, you know, television is a, it's a different audience, you know, on, like, you know, nationally broadcast television. So I'm not upset that they can't be, like, you know, how they are on NXT, but... You know, it's whatever. Anyway, they got cooler with him. Did a little beatbox, Kurt Angle theme song. Very cool. Pull out the uh, solo cups. Was it the red cups? With a little alcohol, whatever. I don't know. And But it was, he pulled out the milk for Kurt Angle, which was, you know, funny. Just very good. <laughs> you know, I it got a chuckle out of me because of how hard they go with the Melkomania thing or Melkomania. have but um, it was good, you know, worked out. I thought it was a nice little way to keep them going and, you know, having back there with Kurt Angle. Out of nowhere comes Drew McIntyre. He's laughing, reminds Kurt Angle that he beat him up just a couple of, uh, sometime last year on Raw. Had him tap out to his own finishing maneuver. That Olympic slam looked great. I do not. I ain't going to forget that one. That was a great spot, you know, because Drew's so tall and he really had, he spun him around. It was just like, wow. But anyway, um, yeah, so then we uh, head out to the ring. Oh, we told, told Kurt Angle to call the match straight down the middle. All right, whatever. And uh, get down to the ring. Uh, Cedric Alexander. Well, Kurt Angle comes out. Hometown crowd. Great, great uh, reception. Um, what was it? Cedric Alexander comes out. The people are still, I guess, warming to him, waiting to see, uh, you know, some more character development, I guess, because they haven't, well, they, unfortunately, they didn't watch 205 Live in that era, uh, yeah, but whatever, anyway, um, but, uh, excuse me, Drew McIntyre comes and attacks him from behind, uh, you know, good heel stuff, and this, you know, led into the little bro, match never really got started, these guys went at it, I believe there was some for, I think it was a Tornado DDT or something like that, or outside. Well, well, he jumped to the barricade by the ramp and uh, hit a tornado DDT. Good stuff. And just when that happened, all the lights went out. Here comes the Fiend. Bray Wyatt building his match, building toward the match with Finn at SummerSlam. It's, uh, you know, it's, oh shoot, silly me. (laughs) Pardon me. Anyway, it's going to be, it's going to be a good one. You know, I wonder. Where Finn was at, I think. I think because he's a SmackDown superstar, but uh, whatever. We're not even gonna try to figure that out, you know. Whatever he uh get, was in the ring, hit Kurt Angle with the mandible claw. Oh no, you know, like what? Why, why Kurt? You know, and you know that's the second legend in two weeks. So the Fiend is looking pretty strong and heading into SummerSlam. Uh, yeah, I guess the mandible claws is uh finishing maneuver. Hit tell, make Foley passed it on. So, uh, you know, that's really awesome. And yeah, we all continue to look forward to see how you know uh Bray uh develops this character. Uh, more tag team action on the new day and the club or the oh, excuse me, the OC. They uh, go at it for tag team uh, competition. Well, they go at it in some tag team competition. 
Uh, good stuff because of the champion versus champion match that happened on SmackDown. So now on Raw, we have the tag champs versus the tag champs. Match might have changed a few times. Show might have been rewritten a few times. Guess what? We're on to the next. So this actually, in my opinion, worked out much better than a six-man tag between all six champions like that. You know, like I think this is a much better use of, you know, just filling up matches throughout the week. I thought that was cool the way they did that. So the match gets started, but not even 30 seconds goes by AJ into Fizz. Everything breaks down. Kofi's out on WWE Champion Business. So he's not present, but in comes Ricochet to save the day. Yay. Commercial break. Get to uh, come back to a six-man tag match with him. So they have a match. Cool stuff. My man uh, uh, Tex Ferguson, Luke Gallows, wearing face paint now. Ain't wore face paint since Japan. Says he got a new edge. Well, it gives him an edge. You know, gives him a little bit more of a, you know, attitude. You know, makes him step his skill up. So, hey, I'm behind stuff like that. I like how, he, uh, you know, he's definitely uh, evolving his character as he, you know, continues in WWE. So, that's what's up. And we all know, uh, was it Chad Too Bad? My man, uh, was it what man Carl Anderson? Look, AJ Styles and his Boaz. Was looking real good in the ring. They're not looking like jobbers. They're looking like uh, champions. And we know that these guys can go. So, it was good stuff between them and the New Day. Uh, everything broke down to the end. AJ was able to get Ricochet out of the ring after Ricochet had a cool little flurry of offense. But, um, and you know, this leads to their uh, United States Championship match Sunday. But uh, the Magic Killer... Uh, they hit the magic, excuse me, the well, <laughs> OC hits the magic killer and picks up the victory. And uh, not bad. You know, I don't think the New Day looked bad at all there. I'm, uh, you know, it, they, they could take that kind of loss to the OC. And the OC definitely looks strong as the new Raw Tag Team Champion. So, all in all, a good segment. All right, Samoa Joe started the show. Forgot about that part. He started the show on top of the announce table. Mad. They all, uh, the, we all know last week on SmackDown Live, the, the giant prop, <laughs> the backstage scaffolding uh, fell on top of Roman. He was okay. Superman was just fine. He looked a little shook, but he walked it off. And um, what happened after that part is so Joe's out there. Everybody thought it was Joe. You know, because of last week at the Samoan Summit, that's not what happened. Well, at least that's what Joe is saying, so, okay. And uh, he said he's going to shut down Raw if Roman Reigns doesn't apologize. So, uh, Roman Reigns uh, wasn't even in the building yet. And Samoa Joe comes out to the ring later on tell him he's on the way in the battle you know all that leads to that and he's uh now he's in the ring with a chair and he's waiting and he's like he does the whole count thing and roman if you don't come through you're scared and all that roman ain't come through clearly well but the rest of the way the story was told roman wasn't even in the building yet so you know when he finally does uh pull up and joey seemed like he wanted to fight the well he's talking to him a little aggressive 
and uh, these guys were going to uh, seem like they were about to get into it and out of nowhere uh, Roman goes oh shoot PG they getting a little edgy they getting close but um dives back into the vehicle and uh, come barreling it's just crazy because the car come barreling out of nowhere hits the uh, pass with the driver's side the rear driver's side and wow I'm gonna just make the joke once because I said it during the, uh, the actual broadcast maybe that car was armored because after they came back from commercial break everything was fine I mean Roman getting armored cars now <laughs> treating like the president I ain't mad but no uh, jokes aside just keeping it inside a storyline now that was you know something else who was driving the vehicle during the commercial break you see him back off or back the car up and then drive off somewhere into the parking lot whoa and uh you got Joey asking or well, screaming for help you get a medic get a paramedic and all that very admirable very noble from you know, these, these, any superstar that, you know, come, he's a little aggressive. Now, this had signs of a babyface turn. I don't know. We will see. The fans have not spoiled on him, not soured on him at all. They've been loyal the whole time. So, I'm, uh, I'm interested to, you know, see how that story continues to develop with Samoa Joe. Because even though... You know, he is a bad dude. He's clearly still, you know, a WWE superstar. None of us want to see the superstars get hurt inside or out of storyline. You don't want to see him get seriously injured. And that was something where Roman could have got seriously injured inside a storyline. But with that, um, yeah, wow. Speculation running rampant all over the internet. Was it Daniel Bryan? Was it Buddy Murphy? Who knows? Could be Daniel Bryan. We don't know. Maybe that story had nothing to do with it, but they'll start interrelating it because everybody's calling out. Maybe this is what the story is all along. Well, it was all along. Who knows? Uh, it, if it is Daniel Bryan, holy-ish, it's definitely compelling television. It would just be. It would just come down to how that story gets told. But um, all in all, man, I think when uh, Rome gets his hands on who's trying him like this, big dog gone he gonna feast on him but we'll see so uh yeah good segment monday night roll crazy car happenings awesome um fatal four-way women's tag team championship match between the kabuki warriors alexa bliss and nikki cross fire and desire and the iconics the women's tag team champions Good match, a lot of back and forth, fast paced, a lot of action. Oh, it was elimination match too. So much cool stuff happened. We're just gonna go over who who took the pins. Not necessarily a superstar, just the teams that were eliminated in order. I believe the Iconics were eliminated first. So the little cowardly heel run, though entertaining, has finally moved on. I. Am I right with predicting the winners here only because I wanted to see 
Uh, like, you think about who would be the biggest draw with the championships right now. Who, and I mean, who's going to draw the most attention, you know, back to the championships and get themselves over at the same time? Uh, so, Alexa Bliss, uh, pardon me, uh, what was it? The Iconics got eliminated first. Fire and Desire had some good moments, but they get, got eliminated next. And it comes down to Kabuki Warriors and Alexa Bliss with Nikki Cross. And they had, you know, good back and forth matchups. Things turned up toward the end. The sequences got crazy. There was a moment when nobody wanted to fight Asuka. I thought that was hilarious. But, um, yeah. Uh, Fast-paced action toward the end. Great tag team uh, chemistry shown from the newest tag team on the block in Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. I believe Kyrie Sane was getting ready to go for the insane elbow. But uh, was that plan was thwarted, and Alexa Bliss heads up top and hits the Twisted Bliss on Kyrie Sane to pick up the victory. Kyrie is new to the roster. I mean, she's been on the main roster, and we're not going to speak on how often they're used or how not often. We're just going to go with the storyline that we're given, and I'm seeing the the superstar that has been around longest and i don't mean that in a like i'm thinking like this person has been been on tv this person has proven themselves you know with you know backstage goals and such like that like things that us in the wwe universe aren't necessarily privy to you know well i mean merch sales and all the rest of that like i don't know but you know online stuff like with how these guys are, you know, coming across on the social media platforms and all of that. Alexa Bliss and Nikki. I mean, how often? Uh, who's getting the opportunity on TV? How long were you waiting for an opportunity on TV? They clearly like Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. They clearly think they have chemistry. So, hey, throw the titles on them and see where they could go with them. Odd couple talk from commentary. <laughs> so that means I'm not too far off from, you know, trying to read into what these guys are, you know, trying to convey with the product. So listen to your boy, but you don't have to if you don't want to. You can just move on and go listen to the other guys that are going to give you what you want to hear. Because I don't know if you're going to get that with me. But, uh, you know, it's like I said, throw the championship on the most intriguing uh team right now i don't right now of course you know i want to say they're not getting their shot alexa bliss and nikki cross but part of me uh the kabuki warriors but it's uh like what do you do with with superstars like this i think that is i don't want to say it's going to take time but you know in time these things will be figured out you know i think uh they had an opportunity to you know, show what they were capable of in the ring on television, and it came across well, you know, so can we hear Kyrie on the microphone? How well is the English coming across? I know Oscar was working on it for a while. Is it is it any better? Has it progressed, you know, at all? Like, we're heading into some, going into SummerSlam, but is that even gonna, is that gonna have a, a segment or something like that to build toward another show? Like, I don't know, but these could be some of the small reasons why 
people that are clamoring for the Kabuki Warriors aren't necessarily getting them the way they want to see them. Even though we know that they're completely capable inside the ring. Guess what? Everybody in WWE is extremely capable inside of the ring. It's about other stuff, apparently. So, uh, let's uh, just go with what we're given. And eventually, I'm sure. Because WWE ain't going nowhere. You know what I mean? Let them continue trying to uh, experiment on... You know, the superstars and what works and what doesn't, you know, like there are changes that have been made and changes are going to continue to be made. So let's just be a little more patient instead of trying to, you know, get what we think we want. So with all of that, uh, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, new women's tag team champions. Oh, how exciting. They, they, I, I personally have. Um, I don't want to say high expectations or high hopes, you know, but I am uh, definitely excited to see just how comical these two can be together because they, they, it's an odd couple. They look like they, they might be able to really work and bring some prestige back to the championships, even get another team over that wants to buy for the championships eventually, like Oscar and Kyrie Sane, but with all of that, good segment, nice little tag team match, great stuff for the women's division, but we ain't going to sit here and start talking about them, because y'all know I talk about the women's division all day, so uh, yeah, let's move on into the next, I think that's the main event coming up next, maybe not, let's see, alright, in the Miz TV, it's the main event, we got uh, Miz and Dolph Ziggler, who's as promoted on uh you know, WWE television for SummerSlam, contract signing on Miz TV, HBK is just around for it, and uh, yeah, Miz come out, HBK come out, uh, you know, just ready to, and they just cut the promo, called Dolph out and all this whatever, and Dolph comes out, cuts his promo, Signs the contract. Turns out, oh, the Miz goes, oh, yeah, well, can't wait to fight you next Monday on Raw. Huh? Turns out, uh, Dolph signed up for one-on-one with none other than Goldberg. Goldberg, ladies and gentlemen. How exciting. Gonna get Goldberg. Yeah, it was kind of spoiled for everybody, but... You can't really spoil Goldberg. Like, the, the man is an attraction. He's... You want to be mad because legends come back and take away all the TV time from superstars that are up and coming? Or do you want to have the machine continue to, you know, grow and get strong and take what, what you don't like as a form of fuel or inspiration to eventually get to that level or point. What can you do? I can't tell you. You got to figure it out for yourself. And just go from there. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. You can't replace Goldberg. You can't replicate Goldberg. You can be yourself. That goes to anybody underneath the sound of my voice. Do what you can with what you got. So Goldberg coming back. He's going to fight Ziggy. Great spot for Ziggy. 
Goldberg, we it's the redemption story outside of storyline. He didn't have the greatest matchup last time around in Saudi Mania 3. I would like to see Goldberg go out on a high note. And this is the best way to do it, in my opinion. Come right back. Took some time. Re, uh, recentered himself. He is one of the best in the world, you know. So, you know, hey, going up against Ziggy, one of the best salesmen, you know, had a moment where we almost thought we was going to see Ziggy versus Shawn Michaels. But no, HBK said, no, that wasn't me, man. It's not going to be me. So, you know, it's like, oh, man, like, I was a little excited, like, wait, maybe, you know, but either way, Goldberg, Ziggy, Mania, 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 gosh, Goldberg, Ziggy, SummerSlam, that was raw, super awesome show, in my opinion, not, not mad at it, you know, it was good spots, good physicality, everybody went and put in their effort. And uh, gave a thousand to one percent, so I definitely uh, appreciated the show and the combat. So good stuff. Oh, pause because we were about to walk when we're finishing the show. Got the little little thing up there saying, "All right, thanks for coming out, y'all. All rights reserved and such like that." WWE, WWE. <laughs> I should have said that one. That would have been funny. HBK hits that sweet chin on Ziggy just to get him back from that other one. And, man, listen, nothing replaces that sweet chin, man. HBK looked great doing it. I enjoyed seeing him, you know, make make that happen. Well, make it happen. You know, Ziggy's looked, it looked good. It was textbook, you know, but, you know, Shawn Michaels, man. It's almost like the originator of this. So, that was raw. Shout out to everybody that brings your podcast each and every week. Uh, tonight is SmackDown Live. We got a whole bunch of cool stuff lined up, I'm sure. So, I will catch you guys tomorrow for that. Uh, till then, be responsible with your power, guys. See you then. Peace. <laughs>